IPAs, um, that Funky Buddha Mora Mora, which is seasonal, uh, and also spring beer, which is a very good beer, especially if you get in the bottom of the keg. So I'm a Wu-Tang man, um, go-to's Biggie, Nas, just old-school hip-hop, really. Um, the new stuff is just horrible in my mind. Anything that's got Spanish food in it, um, British food, I mean, if you could mix the two, that would be the best of life for me. and eats the podcast we're back at it again i am your host old head ed thank you for tuning in yet another week uh, we continuing I, I don't know if i want to call this the uh the the pandemic series or the <laughs> the corona chronicles but we're still in the midst of uh dealing with the uh the pandemics and whatnot and um so this this episode here is being recorded under social distancing rules so make sure you're out there social distancing and whatnot but um I got a, I got a, I got a good homeboy of mine. Uh, met him through another good homeboy of mine. He's a master mechanic, dog enthusiast. I say dog enthusiast, and uh, and, and you know a, a '90s hip hop, uh, an appreciator. We're gonna make up words, an appreciator of '90s hip hop. So I'm talking about none other than Brian, Brian Carpenter. How are we doing, sir? Yeah, bro. What's going on? I can't complain, man. Like I said, trying to get used to what the people are calling nowadays the new normal. Mm-hmm. In a room, six by six. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Recently, we were just discussing how now you're we're encountering here in South Florida. You're encountering where. Uh, you can't go into uh, places unless you have a mask on now. They just recently mandated Correct. that. But enough of the coronavirus, Brian, master mechanic. Um, can we go back as to when you first found an interest with cars? Uh, for me, it was like, uh, I would say, I started at a young age. My dad was in the business. My uncle was in the business. Um, i say the first time was when I got my first RC car. And that was back when you went to the hobby shop and you had to build the whole thing from scratch. Makes like, sense. Part by part, piece by piece, yeah. and motors and all that. And uh, my dad gave it to me and said, here, build that. And wow. I did. And then I crashed it. And I figured <laughs> out uh, I broke the hell out of it. So I figured out how to fix it myself with some shoestring, put it back together. Really? And then uh, I just kind of did that. And then I got into bicycles. And I was just a mechanical mind, you know. And okay. my, like I said, my dad was a GM tech for, I mean, forever, man. Over, oh, okay. Over 45 years. So, basically just got me into bicycles. I started building bicycles, started doing that, started just taking things apart, putting them back together. Whether it be a radio or it didn't really matter. Yeah. And I started getting into cars, I'd say, seven years old. I was in the shop with my dad, and that was at Reef Buick back in the day, which is a GM shop, Buick shop. And he'd be like, here, go over there and do this, or go over here and do that. And then my uncle would be like, yo, go over here and do this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And that's where I met a lot of cool people and just kind of progressed through there. Not what I wanted to do in life. I wanted to be an architect. Okay. So that's what I did. I used to love draw, and I was doing architecture stuff in high school. 
Never did shop class in high school, which is, I mean, or it was always architectural class. Yeah. Never did, like, you know, make car mechanics, because back then, you know, they they offered that. Yes, but yes. I never did. I was like, I don't want to do that, because I didn't want to do what my, my dad did. And he told me, you guys, you don't want to do it. Trust me. You do not want to do it. So I'm like, all right. So things go on. I get into high school, about 17 years old, I start getting into cars. So I got my first car. And, of course, then it was lowrider days, mm. and everyone tricks their cars out. So yeah. I had my Mustang first, Regals after that, you know, G-Bodies. That's why I'm a fan of G-Bodies. Okay. And um, got into all that and modding things, learned electronics about it. Then I said, screw it, and I dropped out of school. Which is a bad thing for me, but whatever. It was good. Yeah. Got my GD. I got a scholarship when I did it, and they sent me to AV, uh, Atlanta Votech. I did okay. the T10 program. Got in the cars, because I was like, I'm not going to do General Motors, because my dad was mm. in General Motors, so I did Toyota. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to break the mold, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know how it goes. Carving your own so, lane. Like, same yeah. thing. So I got in import cars, had a ton of cars. Um, 20 years old, I got my wife now Okay. pregnant. Okay. And that was like the fastest way for me to make money at that time, and I just kind of gotcha. got into it, and... Rolled with it, and yeah. and over twenty years later, I'm still doing it. Yeah. So, so I imagine you were pretty popular. I imagine with your friends because you were the one that knew how to fix cars. Well, a lot of us knew how to do it. Oh, that's so, right. Because you okay, so you it probably was, it was, was a lot of us. So we, I mean, we did stereo stuff. We okay. we had sound cars. We had hydraulic cars. We had this car. I mean, it wasn't full race until like later on. Okay. So, so you back had then it was music and yeah. looking good. I, you okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, Back yeah. in that time, yeah. like, that's what it was. It was you, you wanted to look good and, system, you, and you wanted to make sure they heard you. You had the wheels and you had the neons and, you know. Okay. I mean, it yeah. was going way back, you know Yeah, it is, it is. So. That, shit, that brings back memories, too. Yeah. I had a close homeboy of mine yeah. where he got the light. He had the running lights underneath the... Oh, yeah. Car had clubs, a, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's when we were car clubs. Y'all rolled out deep. Yeah. Parked at the checkers, you know. That's right. That's that right. Was. Good times. And to, to think that, that what we saw here was probably just a quarter of what you would see like in, in Southern Cali. or exactly. I mean, because that's... That scene's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. East back then. It still is, actually. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I imagine it is now. But I'm wondering if there's still... See, down here you see every once in a while you see something tricked out. You see something on the lift kit. Something that doesn't that shouldn't be that high off the ground <laughs> on the lift kit. So they're still, but I don't know. I don't. I don't see it as much nowadays. No, you see, you see a lot of Larrera stuff somewhat, but yeah. it's like hidden beneath because nobody yeah. wants to take the cars out anymore. They're too old, you know. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Like you're yeah. not gonna take your six four Impala out and have some guy in a 1999 Honda run to the side of it and destroy your car. And that's true. That's true. You know, I didn't think about it. Despite the fact that even, like, anything uh, manufactured nowadays probably wouldn't put much of a dent in it, but you just don't want... It's enough to tow away. You know? yeah. <laughs> and you can't get the parts half of the yeah. time, so... Yeah. If they are, they're aftermarket and you hate it, so... Yeah. Um, so you went with Toyota at first, um, but you were still you were still a fan of the, uh, the Mustangs and the Regals. I just loved all cars, really. Okay. I mean, I just had the love of cars. Well, back you know, back then, I was still young. I was working on them. And I was still having fun. And over the years, you work on them, you work on them. You start to kind of lose the love for the cars, you know? Okay. And I did lose a lot of my... Like, not lose them, but as I had my kids, you know, yeah. progressed on. Your more focus more, shifted. More and more cars kind of left. And mm. my kids were my priority. Yeah. And my family. Okay. And that's where I kind of moved 
got out of the stage, kept cut the cars though. We had some yeah. nice cars. Yeah, Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But um, went through the stage of like, do I need that sound car? No. Nah. Do I need that Integra? No. Nah. Kind of went gotcha. up the stage and it also progressed my my job life. So okay. from being a tech, just moving along the ladder, I kind of progressed to be the top of the ladder, which is nice. now why I'm the shop foreman. I run a shop of guys, and it's funny that I run the shop that my dad worked at and my uncle worked at. Wow. That was a shop foreman, and they're both now retired, and I'm still there holding it down. Ain't that something, man? So, That's something the generations is insane. Yeah. And and it's it's amazing how just um, you, the interactions early on, like your interaction with being in the shop, and not that, not that you were probably attentive, like, actually focusing on what was going on but just like subconsciously the stuff that just kind of soaked in just you witnessing what was going on that later on I imagine it has it plays a role in how you maneuver through a, yeah. a shop and I like still that. work every day just like a peer to them and I just kind of mentor them on and make sure everything runs smooth everyone makes money and my dad and my uncle still tell me this day you're an idiot but you know <laughs> <laughs> we told you but hey I'm still doing it and it's good. And it's providing, it's which is which good. was the main and focus. It took care of my family, so which I'm almost done with, thank God. So <laughs> yeah. I got good kids, you know. So No, blessings, much blessings. Good family. So I I, I mean I know a little bit before the listener. Um, <laughs> any of the kids become mechanics? Nope. Okay. Not All right. One. Not was one. that your mission? Yes. <laughs> so so that was Correct. the same that was the same focus as your pops. You were yeah, like, but, oh. I, but I said yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Dope, dope. But also, I have a good counterpart, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's a good yeah. balance there. Yeah. My shout partner out. in crime makes sure uh, that ain't gonna happen anyway. Shouts to the missus, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Uh, you're a dog lover. Yes, I am. Um, first dog? First mm-hmm. dog, as a kid? Yeah. Uh, Doberman Pinscher. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Do- Doberman Pinschers, I had a deathly fear of Doberman Pinschers. Because uh, living in, well, growing up, like, the, the early stages of my life, growing up in New York City, mm-hmm. we had, a, in our building, um, there was, like, two or three that were, I don't understand how, in these apartments. Because I'm thinking back to how small these apartments were. But there was one family that had, I think, two. And them things, I don't know how, I mean, you're young and you you really don't have pets, so you don't know how to gauge whether an animal is friendly or not. So it was, it was a mission to determine whether it's like okay, it's a dog, and I'm not supposed to be scared of a dog. But for some reason, I don't feel safe around when they're walking these dogs. So those Doberman pinchers, they're uh, they could be intimidating. Yeah, they definitely like demons, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's wild. And, and the one we had was actually um, it was a retired canine. Really? Because my uncle was a four dollar old police. And, okay. You know, he was a detective, and we got him with from him. Wow. And, he was a good dog, but as he got older, he got temperaments, you know what I'm really? saying? Really? So, they're kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And it's like, so that they come, did that come with, like, instructions? Like, hey, this is, these are the commands that you want to, if it comes no, down it to it? it was all commanded. I mean, you had commands, everything. That's okay. how I still train my dogs till this day. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, my Rottweiler after that that I bought for my wife when she was, what, 16, 17 years old? Wow. So I bought her 
that as our first puppy. Okay. You know, that's, yeah, that's how long we've been together. You know. Yeah. What I'm saying? So that was the but, practice child. Yeah. Like let's see yeah, if we can raise much. this thing. Yeah. And uh, she was an amazing dog. So she yeah. had fourteen years. So. Wow. Wow. A full life. Yeah. Full life for sure. Not bad for a rot. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Wow. It's not supposed to live that long. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. I don't, it's probably a, a common misconception. Rottweilers, as far as I don't know, I, I think most dog—not all dogs—but is um, is there anything as far as temperament when it comes to approaching one when they're eating? I've always heard that ours was great. I mean, but like I said, you get them as puppies, you train them. They're going to okay. be great dogs. It's just like if you get a pit bull. I mean, if you get a pit bull as a puppy, it depends on how you train it. Yeah, it's the misconception is always training. Okay. So I mean, if you get one, you don't treat it right. You're not training it right. It's going to do what it wants to do. Yeah. Just like a kid. Yeah, know? it's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a pretty good analogy. It's like yeah, no matter if you don't if you don't put the time into it, it's going to do what it wants to do mm-hmm. and then you're going to have a harder time later on making it do what it's supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a it's like a routine basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so now the most re- recent purchase was a Frenchie. Yes. All right. So how did that of the the evolution go from uh, let's say Rottweiler, you know, Doberman, Rottweiler? Well, we already have other dogs, you know, in between there. We okay. have our other ones at home, our pit bulls, whatever. And uh, I know a beagle. That's horrible, but <laughs> whatever. It's another story. I don't really want to get into that. That would be a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. That's and nobody wants to care about beagles. Beagles, no. So. no. The last, the last beagle that was actually popping was Snoopy, right? Yeah. I think Snoopy was the only beagle yeah, that anybody. Not this one, trust me. <laughs> so, but um, no. Basically, my daughter was wanting the one really bad. Okay. And I'm like, no, we're not getting another dog. We already have four dogs in our house. I'm like, I'm not doing it. She's so she. You're referring there. to the Frenchie. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So she. Persistent, 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 and mm. I mean, she's was a freshman at that time. Yeah, freshman in high school. Okay. And she's like, oh, she made a PowerPoint, all this crap. I'm like, you know what, dude? I don't care. I'm not doing this. <laughs> That's right. I was so bad about it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, to the T. And uh, then my boy at Westwood saw his dogs. I'm like, damn, these dogs are really great. You okay. Know? I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And then you know, he had a litter. I was like. I'll think about it. So I text him one day. And I was like, hey, you still got that one dog left? And he's like, nah, I just sold it. And I was like, all right, cool. It, was, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. So we started talking about it. She's like, oh, but I really want one. I'm like, okay. But I'm not trying to do all that. And then she, and I was thinking about it. I was like, you always have to have a side hustle. Yeah. For me, I always had a little kind of a side hustle. Whether I was doing side work or, you know, building engines for people or, okay. or something like that. you got to have a... From your main job, mm-hmm. kind of have a little in- extra income somewhere here and there, you know, whatever. I Not mean, that you need it, but it's I mean, something back in the day, you have a little detail business just to go on the weekends and detail cars. Okay. Same thing, just yeah. to make some extra money. Mm-hmm. So, he sends me a picture. He's like, yo, if you want to get in this, you should get this dog. You should start breeding. And mm-hmm. I was like, as a hobby, I could do that. Okay. And I was like, but it's got to be worth the while. Yeah. So, so, I bought her. Okay. And, um... She's the best damn dog I've ever had in my entire life. I'll tell you right now. I love her to death, you know. For real. I love my pit bulls, but that girl right there, I'll tell you right now. And it's gonna be it's gonna be special. So we went ahead and we did our flat rate Frenchies and that's nice. our IG and then the Westwood Frenchies. Dope. We're just gonna be a killer team. You yeah. know what I'm saying? For real, for and that's real. It. Yeah. Side hustle, do our thing and Make Not, some beautiful dogs. That's it. That's I mean that's the focus. And like you said, it. you imagine if you're inve- if you're gonna, it's an investment right off the bat. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna spend that much on a dog, it's oh, yeah. it's 
it's like anything else. You know, you want to, if you're going to put your money into something, you want that to, to kind of have a return. Well, um, the revenue has to come back. The yeah, first exactly. Time. And after that, it's all, it's all money. Exactly. That's exactly. Um, how much of that, <laughs> how much of you getting the dog was accredited to that PowerPoint presentation? Not at all. None of it. <laughs> okay. That's funny because I think the very because first. <laughs> her PowerPoint went out the window right when I brought the dog home. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the dog is basically me and my wife's baby. So. <laughs> Uh, she just happens to live in a house that has a friend oh, yeah, now. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just joking. She, no, she's, she, she's amazing with dogs. Cool. <laughs> I think that was one of the first the one of the one first stories we sh- I, when I first met you. Yeah. One of the first things that, that, was, that, was, that came up was that you're like, yeah, with the power. And I was like, damn, I thought that was just a commercial on TV. No, bro. No, my kids are off the chain, man. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> They'll that's... do it when they want a car. Trust me. They yeah, like, yeah. They do research. It's insane. That's and that's the so. thing. It's all about the motivation because you could turn around and be like, "Hey, listen, um, this is probably the best way for you to tackle anything in life is that if you really want it to put this much work into it." But and you you hope that they do that across the board. But they're more focused on the things that they really want. Like that's. But I guess it starts uh, there. They do. They do it in school too. But okay, that's just was funny. To yeah, us. I just it cracked me up. I just wow. like, okay, cool. You're still not getting one, but you know. <laughs> I appreciate all the work you put into it. I was like, it was it. awesome, but, you know, I mean, it's just not right now. It's not going to happen. So. Yeah, yeah. Then now I get rubbed in my face, so. Not, yeah. <laughs> See, we got one. That's okay. According to them, they got it off oh, no, the strength. It's worse. It's it was like, like, we were the oh, we got one. Like, no, God, look at that. Look at that. I'm like, I'm, I'm not even listening to this right now. So. Yeah, you, see, that's the thing. You're outnumbered. Yeah. And sometimes even your partner in crime the allegiance waiver sometimes ends up on their side and then you're like oh damn I'm here by myself well I live in a house full of girls now that's what I'm going to say yeah and you're, <laughs> you're, cause your oldest is a boy is a, your son yeah. and he's not at home right now he's uh, joined the Navy. military yeah he's in the Navy okay so yeah so any backup you had is gone is gone he's out there <laughs> he's out there serving the country dope shouts to him man yeah, but he's gay he's, he's he, have, he loves her so yeah. he sees her. He got to meet her a couple times. When he okay. Came down, so he went twice when he came down. So. Nice, nice. He's supposed to come back last month, but with this yeah, this crap, you can't go nowhere. So. That's for sure. Dope, dope, man. Well, I mean, ultimately, I'm glad everybody's doing good. Uh, that's a hell of a story. We got a lot more to discuss. Um, Brian told y'all it's flat rate Frenchies on IG. Flat, is there any underscores there? Or it's just mm, flat rate underscore. Oh, it's flat underscore rate. Underscore Frenchies. Frenchies, okay. Kind of like Wild West, whatever. Yeah, okay. So flat underscore rate underscore Frenchies. Flat rate, where does that come from before we... That's um, how I get paid. That's how car mechanics get paid. It's okay. um, We get paid on a flat rate, which is commission-based. And okay. honestly, it just sounds like a good thing because these Frenchies are expensive because you got to put a lot of money into them. Mm. The breeding is... It does cost a lot of money. And if yeah. you do your research, people think these dogs are cheap, but... They're not. I uh, mean, yeah. if you want a quality dog, I mean, you got to spend the money. So yeah. basically when it comes down to it, when people come to get a dog from me, it's going to be, this is a flat rate. Flat, yeah, they know. And that's it. There's no wavering in here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll keep the goddamn dog after that. You know exactly. So, yeah, for sure. Dope. Brian, flat rate Frenchies. This is just the beginning. Like I said, we still got a lot more to discuss. So let's wrap up this segment. We took care of the official business. We'll see you guys on the other side, which is the bruise segment. Bruise Beats and Easter Podcast, and we have made it to the bruise portion of the podcast. This is where my guest takes the time, samples four beers that I provide for them. 
um, samples each one, gives us his thoughts on them, and then at the end, if he's so kind, he gives us a little ranking system, one through four. Um, Brian, I, I know you drink beer, because we've kind of developed a friendship around beer, amongst other things, but beer's involved when we chill, so. Oh, yeah. So I know you're a beer drinker. Um, before we get into it, let's make this official. Um, shouts to Mama Juana King. Um, back at it, sponsoring the show. We're going to do a shout out Mama Juana King um, for the health. Not bad. That may or may not cure COVID. I'm not sure. But um, definitely, it has medicinal properties. Have you ever had Mama Juana before? No. Okay. Uh, Mama Juana. I don't know what it is. It's a, okay. It's a Dominican elixir, because I don't want to go say alcohol right away, because originally the, the, the intention was for it to have the healing properties. What they would do is they would take roots, um, uh, roots, what else? Uh, it tastes of ginger. Yeah, ginger, yeah. Uh, tree bark from certain trees, and then they would cure it. They would cure it, and then eventually ferment. once it would cure ferment... They dump the liquid or the fluid out, and then they would start adding um, leftover rum, leftover uh, add honey, leftover rum, some wine. So it's like a port wine. It's, it's what it's considered, um, and it would be given to people that weren't feeling too good. If you had issues with your stomach, you, you know your, the ginger helps. You know, like so they would all they would include all these in there. Anybody who don't know, check out episode. I don't I don't remember the number of the episode, but it was Palo Activao, my mom Juana King. He came through and we chopped it up. So he'll give you all the details there. Um, Shouts to Mama Juana King. You can check him out on IG at Mama Juana King or at All About the Mama Juana King. You'll find him in both places. But now that we got that out the way, we're we're talking beers. So um, let's get into this first beer. You know, it'd be nice if I actually brought up notes. (laughs) <laughs> on the first beer, so Slacking, uh, yeah, I know, man. This is not this is not how I want people to come into my home and uh, and realize, yo, wait a minute. But um, I could the one thing I could tell you right off the bat is that, um, well, one, I, I need glasses. Um, <laughs> my vision is not what it used to be, and despite despite uh, the attempts at improving my vision by drinking, it doesn't. No. Um, I, I, I get bad at, at shooting pool. Some people get better at shooting pool when they drink. I don't. Um, I haven't done ping pong, but that's some other shit. Um, Just don't start throwing axes. N- right? And they have, <laughs> they have locations where you could, uh, where <laughs> you you can can throw axes. That. Yeah, ain't that something? Like, so, I mean, I guess you yeah. sign a waiver. Drink but, uh, some beers and throw some axes. No why problem. not, man? Yeah. You know, get, your, get, you know? Your, <laughs> get the accuracy up. But, what um, can happen, you know? <laughs> what's the worst? Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Really good. <laughs> Someone might lose a finger, maybe. Yeah, I don't right. know. And if anything, you have the alcohol to dip it in, preserve it until we get <laughs> yeah, until we get into it. Um, but uh, I can tell you for sure that this first beer is the Insane Lager for from Tarpon River. It's a it's a hometown uh, brewery. Um, it's a lager. That much I know. And uh, let's see what else we can dig up on it. If you want to go ahead and give that a sample, let me know what you think. pretty light okay that's pretty much it it's like a light beer light beer I mean somewhat like lager style okay trying to feel what it tastes like oh yeah something you can compare it's it to it's not a lot or... of hops I mean it's just kind of mild okay I'll say a little bit weedier than a lighter beer okay but other than that I mean it's kind of like a light beer Something you're used to, something you've come across before. 
Uh, yeah. Your run of the mill. That's something you would drink, like with you know having a steak or going to dinner. That you would have more than one, actually. Okay. You know, okay. nothing too heavy. Yeah. Um, I've had this one before. It's been a minute. I think. Oh, no, actually, I think the first time I had this one, I tried this one, was at the uh, Riverside Market in uh, okay. in Plantation. It clocks in at a five percent ABV, so that's kind of middle of the road. <clears throat> Nothing too crazy. So you're thinking a steak would go good with this one? Yeah, that's like a good like you'd order that like if you went out to a restaurant, which probably they have would have that on tap at some places. Yeah, especially down in South Florida. Correct. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely, I would drink that definitely out of a draft. All right, because I'm more of a draft guy, anyways. But Got you. Got you. That would be a good draft beer to have with like your dinner, say you're hanging out with friends and doing a dinner thing with couples or whatever. Okay, so, okay. I mean, that would be me, but. True, true. Well, this is the show is all about you. Oh, this yeah. is your episode, bro. Oh, this yeah, is where no, we no, get to know no. Brian. That's just me. <laughs> That's it. Um, at this point is when I usually ask my guests to share an early beer memory. Maybe the first time they had a beer, first time they enjoyed a beer. You don't want to hear about my first beer. It was gross. <laughs> what? Hey, listen. Yeah. You'll be surprised what the, the listeners Yeah, I understand, bro. I went, I'm going way back. It was like Old English and Red Dog and... And Blue Bull? And no, Blue Bull, and, and, and no, and like Ice House and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like... But that's... I think that's... Way back. And most... if you really want to get crazy, it was like Cisco and Mad Dog oh, 2020. Yeah, see. Yeah, you know yeah. See, now you're up to no yeah, good. I mean... <laughs> then you just... It's bad times, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then I... it evolved into St. Ives, you know? <laughs> That's why probably why I'm a beer snob kind of now. Yeah. So because the way you put like yourself through them back in like, the day, I like to see what's in them and yeah, it's not even about the alcohol level. It's just basically the taste and how they actually concoct these things. Actually, I mean it's it's actually pretty interesting. It is. It it's is like, the process. It's it's a whole process in science, really. If yeah. You think about it. Like yeah. you, know, you can take fruits and wheats and barley's and hops and. I mean, you can take jalapenos, you can do all kinds of stuff. And yeah. You can make a beer that tastes like the most phenomenal thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's stuff that for ages, mm-hmm. like you said, going back to our early days when we were drinking the Red Dog, the Blue Bull, the Red Bulls, and whatnot, even even Cisco, which that was that was like, I mean, I think we were all uh, masochists at that, at that point. Like, why would we put ourselves through that? But, um, a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, no, there's definitely, it's been a departure and it's from where we started and then what, what they're doing nowadays and, and like have, I mean, that's why I, I've discovered an appreciation for beers. It's like, man, I, I grew up tasting these beers and now it's like, this is a whole other world. Yeah. And like what these, what these breweries put level, together. Man. No, for real. For and real. for me, it was funny because like back in the day, I mean, I don't even drink hard liquor. Mm. I can't stand hard liquor. Okay. And the reason is that came from <laughs> back in the day, my buddy was like. Hey, I got some Jack Daniels from my dad. Let's try it. And I tried it, and I was like, this is horrible. And since then, I'm like, nope, I will never drink hard liquor again. And I'm talking, that was like 18, 17, 18 years old. I was like, absolutely really? not. Well, that's... I mean, it's got to be something special if I'm going to drink it. Yeah. And that's when I just developed a taste for beer. And Okay. Plus, I'm, I have Australian background. My family's from Australia, so maybe that's part of it, too. I don't even know. Yeah. So, Somewhere in there along the lines. Yeah, and they're beer drinkers, so... Yeah. True. Well, let's get into the second one. This is um, Green Bench Brewing's Sunshine City. It's an IPA, and it clocks in at a 6.8. I actually got some notes on that one. It smells good, too. Okay. American IPA brewed here in Florida. 
Uh, packed right. with hop flavor and aroma. Right, Florida. Uh, it just is Florida. Yeah. United States. It's probably, t- I, I would say Tampa. Cause they, I, a lot I of was, good beers come out of Tampa. Yeah. And the reason I would say Tampa is because I know Green Bench has one called Skyway. And that's that bridge that you cross over when you're heading over west to, towards Tampa. Okay. It's that, that high-ass bridge that people be like, what the hell? Like From a distance, it's like that's pretty steep. And you get there and it's not as bad. But, um, yeah, that's that one. What do you think of that one? It's good. Okay. Just taking it in right now. Okay, that's cool. It's got nice that's citrus cool. to it. All right. Little Which citrus, is commonly found with the, uh, nice the IPAs. Citrus, very mild. I would say not too much of a, a kick. It's got a nice foam line. Okay. It's actually pretty damn good. How's the the back end on it? Dude? The back end is not too not too stiff. Okay. We'll say. I mean, it's not like you're drinking a highlight. Like highlight in the end, you gotta get that. Yeah. That bitter. It, it yeah, it leaves a mark. Like yeah, you, you could like feel this it. This doesn't have that bitter ending. Okay. So I would say it's <clears throat> actually pretty even. Dope. Oh. Okay. So nowadays. I mean, I know we've pulled up a couple times. Some I different love breweries. me some IPAs. Yeah, mm. that's the way to go. I was going to ask you. So that that's what that's the ones you're moving on now. Is... Oh no, I've been doing it for a long time. Okay. Like, I mean, honestly, if I told you my favorite IPA it would probably be the Bell's Too Hearted. Mm. Bell's Too Hearted or Stone. Okay. Yeah. Those are probably the best IPAs out there for me. Okay. So. Yeah, I, uh, Stone Brewing got a very very uh, good endorsement, a strong endorsement from one of my previous guests. Um, she was she was in San Diego a while back, and uh, while she was there, she visited Stone Brewing, and she couldn't say enough about it. She was mm-hmm. like, and we I sampled a couple of the beers, and I'm not a big IPA fan, but uh, that's one of the few breweries where they have an IPA that I've tried because I'm sure there's other breweries out there that put out an IPA that I'm like, yeah, I could I could drink this. Um, but that was one of the ones I come across early on where I was like, yeah, this isn't bad at all for being an IPA. Mm-hmm. Okay, dope, dope. Um, so IPA fan, is there is there one beer that you um, that's not necessarily an IPA, but that might catch your attention sometime, or you're like, I'm, I might try that style or that. I mean, lately, I like anything that has fruit. Okay, like if it's infused with fruit, I'm gonna try it. Okay, like me, I'm not really like into the stouts and like chocolate. The porters and, and yeah, I'm not a dark beer fan. I mean, I like them. Yeah, but I won't sit and drink two. Okay. I will try it. It's good. <clears throat> yeah. I'll move on. Yeah. But I'll do it for the flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the last beer we had, actually, you let me try, was the one that had, it was like coconut. The coconut, the toasted and coconut. I am not a coconut person, and it was actually very good. I okay. was actually very impressed with yeah. it. Yeah. So I actually would kind of venture into more coconut beers now. Yeah. So, but, um,. But yeah, I mean, like the blood oranges, the grapefruits, I've been trying to get into all that. I mean, they're pretty good. And, it's, and they're mostly IPAs. Yeah. You know? Okay. Like the wheats are kind of there, but. Yeah. But me, porters, unless it's a half and half. True. It's a British thing. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I will rock those things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. That's something. It's. Um, I, I like them. I usually get, like you said, a half and half, or uh, and each place has its different name for it. But I like the uh, the Guinness on top of the cider. Mm-hmm. The I think some people call it a rotten apple. Or yeah, they blue some and tans, call it blue black and tans. Tan. Yeah, because the blue tenants. 
Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the way to go because it's you get a little bit of the, the heaviness of the stout, mm-hmm. but it doesn't stay through the whole beer. You actually get a little bit of that light on the back end, so that yeah, I I can mess with those too for sure. And it's like for me for like stouts like Guinness. That's probably one of the best thing to cook with for gravy. Really? Just letting you know. Oh, well, hold on. We got a whole segment. <laughs> we got a whole segment dedicated. Apparently, at the end of this thing, we talk eat. So yeah. we'll bring that back up for sure. De- definitely, definitely. Yes. All right. So damn. So you working on the car? Work on a dish. <laughs> yeah, I love to cook. Get a too. little bit of everything. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna build on that when we get there. Um, this third beer here. This third beer is uh, from Sagitti. 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 There's no thing Sagitti. A what? Cigar City. Okay. I combined cigar and city, and I came up with Sagitti. It happens once every show. I, I just don't know how to talk for a second, and, and, uh, <laughs> and then I go right back into it. The IPA but, was too strong for you, bro. You know what? You see that, right? I sampled it, and I was like, despite well, the fact... you drank a lot more than I did, so... I'm, I'm realizing that, you're right, it's not heavy on the back end. It doesn't really linger. So that's why I went back to it more than once, and that could spell trouble for me. But that's all right. I got nothing else to do tonight but get into the uh, the DJ battle with the uh, RZA and Premier. So that's gonna happen tonight. Yes, yes. But before we get before I we get to that point, about that yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm here for. But um, before we get into the, uh, we got to get through this before we get to that. So, um, like I said, this is a uh, Cigar City Brewings. It's their Florida Cracker. It's a Belgian wit beer. What uh, you call me? <laughs> Damn, bro! I thought we were friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. There's no. There's no underlying theme in there. For those who don't know, Brian is white, but uh, but I wouldn't consider him a cracker. That's for sure. He's got too much soul. He loves Wu Tang. We'll get into that. But uh, He's but yeah. on my leg. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll get into this uh, Belgian wit beer for now. It clocks in at a five point five. Also brewed in, brewed in Florida, it's at a Tampa, and it's, uh, yeah, they're Florida Cracker. Check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm, I'm going to rock with the Sunshine City for a second. See, I've had this one before. Okay. It's, it's weedy. Yeah. It's a half a wuss, a wuss, whatever the hell they call them. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I'm just like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah. But, um... They're pretty good. I mean, it's got that violet taste to me, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just my palate, I guess. Yeah. It's got that. Every time I drink it, I think of like a violet color flower really? that's in this. That's that's but, that's amazing because I know a lot of people uh, assimilate. When I taste beer, I just kind of like assimilate what I freaking, what I can smell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always smell beer first if you ever see me. Yeah. I was like... Yeah, I, I try to get into that habit too. Yeah. Depending on the thirst, though, because if I'm wine really people thirsty, are like that too, but wines yeah. are wines, depending on which ones they are. But yeah, you can definitely tell a wheat beer from an IPA to a lager. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has its own characteristics. Yes, the body's different. Long. Yes, the, that's like, for sure. You can turn this. There's no foam. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Probably a little more carbonation. Uh-huh. It's a good beer. It's out of Cigar City. They have better beers than this. I can know. I tell you that. Right Agreed. Now. Agreed. So. Agreed. A very weedy, very sweet taste. Yeah. It's on the back of the palate. You get a sweet end. Okay. Um, yeah, we call it violet. 
Violet. That's that's what you would have supposed to say. Violet. Like the character for The Incredibles. <laughs> or Violet from like you know Willy Wonka. You know. Blue oh, that's hair. right. Yeah. Yes, yes, Violet. Yeah. <laughs> it's just blue to me. I don't know. Like it, it, it would be like. I can't even do it like a blue moon because blue moon's just there, but it just has that characteristic of the okay, wheat. Yeah. It's the wheat. Okay, and you refer you, re, yeah. you uh, it's not as much hops, it. but it's more weedy than it is. Yeah. Where if you added more hops, it would make it a little more. It would stand out more. Stronger. Yeah. Like more of a more substance. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Dope. So. Dope. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's not delay things. Let's keep this train going. Cause we got one more beer, and this is uh this is from Three Sons Brewing. They're located here uh, in Dania, and um, awesome, heard of them. awesome place, awesome place. Um, the food there is spectacular. I pulled up there uh, late last year, and uh, pulled up there with my cousin. And um, actually, no, it was actually early this year because it was right around his birthday. And uh, we uh, we made a st- we hit up a couple breweries and we stopped there first, got something to eat. The food was great. The service was the service was on point. Like you ordered food, you didn't have to wait long for it. Um, of, of course, with any location that has great food and great beer, you're probably gonna have to keep an eye out for a place to sit. Like it's it's not as easily read, uh, readily available. But um, staff is cool. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed um, one of the few. They have an IPA and I can't and I can't remember the name of it. That I also enjoyed. Like, oh, this isn't bad. But um, Three Sons Brewing. Um, this is their German Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. Weizen. Because if you're from, yeah, you, there's that's no double the word. Hefeweizen. Yeah. German that's Hefeweizen. That's what I was trying to freaking. Okay, like, that's the one you were trying to go for earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's too many. I'm not even gonna try it, bro. Okay. It's not, it's not even worth yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, cool. Give me that wheat beer. <laughs> <laughs> so this one clocks in at a 5.2. Um, yeah, and it's out of, out of it's home team out of Florida, not too far from where we're at. So um, give that one a try. That's Let me know what you place. think. And they got food too. Oh, well, yeah, oh. they got a pizza oven. They bang out pizzas. Um, See now, this one tastes compared to the Florida cracker one. Yeah, this has more hops in it. Okay, it's not as sweet. Okay, so that's where you'll taste the difference. So it's closer to your description of where if you yes. had more hops See, in it, like if you actually would taste this one here again, and then taste this one again, you yeah. look at the color and everything of them, they're pretty much the same. This yeah. one's a little bit darker. That means it has more hops. Okay, and that's where it has more, like a bold flavor instead of yeah. that wine kind of wheat flavor. Yeah, which it has I more say, of a character. The violet. Yeah, you no violet. <laughs> no, you wouldn't you know be able to saying? describe this one with violet. Mm-hmm. But I it's like good. It. It's smooth. What do you think of the aroma? Because I, I per se, I like a, an, an aroma like that. Well, wheats always smell the same and somewhat sweet. Mm. They're, it's just the wheat in it, you know? It does smell good, though. Actually, yeah. Smell good too, to it. See how this one smells? The, the other one smells more dull. Does it? There. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, smell that it doesn't. One. Yeah, you it's smell, not. A, it's more hoppy. It doesn't have a characteristic yeah. when it comes to the aroma. It's kind of just like it's an end odor, but it's not something where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. it's noticeable. Yeah. And for me, I mean, I've been around. I went to. I mean, I've been to Jekyll Brewing up in Atlanta. Actually, no, it's actually in Alpharetta. Jekyll Brewing is that by Jekyll Island? No, oh. it's 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 based off that though, but it's okay. in Alpharetta. Okay. And I went to their tour. Now, I'll tell you right now, they make a pear IPA 
that is fire. What? At a pears. Nah. It's amazing. So wow. I did their tour there. You, I got to taste the hops and everything. Really? Watch their cannery and everything. Okay. It was, like, amazing. I mean, I've been in South Carolina at uh, Birds Fly South. Okay. Great, wow. Great beers. I mean, these are just, like, hometown people. I mean, Florida's flooded with it, but they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Which is really cool, you know? I mean, it sucks right now. They're all hurting because... Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I was going to kind of cap off the uh, yeah. this segment with it, but definitely... If you're a beer fan, go out support. Yeah, support um, your local breweries, man. For real, and, and it's like this would be the perfect time. It's anybody can go to a Publix and grab you know whatever's in the cooler. Like my previous guests have called them your usual suspects, whether it's your Corona, your Heineken. Don't drink you know, Corona. <laughs> but you can grab something off of there. But um, but if you're you know if you're trying to if if you want to expand the palate, get to know. Like, there's plenty of options here where you can find beers, craft beers. Um, reach out to them. You know, this is an in- industry that is is taking a hit. You know, um, one of the first ones to take a hit. And they're, and they're trying. They're trying to stay afloat with the uh, curbside pickups, the beers Small to go. Small business, man. Yeah. <clears throat> um, support them. There's a bunch of them around here. Um, the the toasted coconut cream ale, the one you spoke of earlier. that Which came I'm dying. From, I've been trying to go down there. Yeah, the banging banjo. <laughs> Um, yeah, another business you could support there. Um, we we used to we used to take trips to uh, when, when this thing wasn't. We we're not talking about it. Okay, we ain't gonna talk about it. We ain't gonna talk about going to Winwood, bro. Too much. There's too much pain and hurt. I'm gonna cry. Okay, no, we don't want that. There's no crying in podcasting. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dope. So to avoid the tears, let's just move to the last step of the segment, which is let's get a little rating on the beers. Let's go one through four. Let me know what you feel, where you at, what you think. Number one. Yeah. I would go with that sunshine. Okay. Because the IPA that was really good beer. Yeah. Not too much bite. Okay. You can actually. You guys should drink a couple of those. I mean, some of them IPAs, of course, you know, mm-hmm. will hit you hard in the end. It's like, phew. Yeah. And you can't drink a lot of those things. Yeah. And then I would say the Hefe. That was... The second? For a wheat. And I'm not really a wheat guy. That was pretty good. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Bam. So one and two. And then you got... Then I would say the Insane. The Insane Tucker River. And then the, uh, the Cracker. Yeah. The Cracker. <laughs> cracker came in last. Sorry, Cracker. <laughs> Maybe if the Cracker had a spread on it. Yeah. Like, it was like... Maybe a cream cheese or Let something. Let me down, else. Cigar City. God damn it. <laughs> but you said they've got plenty of other oh, beers. Oh, they got that, some good beers. Yeah, there. that you definitely yeah. can hang they your hat Maduro, on. The Maduro is good. Yeah. The Maduro is yeah. good. Shouts to my homeboy Ralph, yeah. Maduro, yeah, big big uh, Maduro fan. I've, I've been to... I've, I've, I know I've, my beers, boy. And I've been to the church of the Maduro. Like, I know the pastor. His name is Ralph. He's my homeboy. Nice. And, uh, and... That's he would just speak the word. He would spread the word in Maduro. <laughs> this is someone I used to wi- I used to drink with on a weekly basis, and we'd go to um, well the beer plantation, mm-hmm. and uh, that was his thing, Maduro man. It was like that's that's so he spoke the gospel <laughs> when it came to Maduro. No, Brian man, we went ahead, we sampled the beers. You gave us your thoughts, you All shared right. stories, and you gave us the ranking on them. So um, we've done everything we could do on the side, man. Let's get into the next segment. Let's talk beats. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast, Flat Rate Frenchies, Brian in the house, you know who I am. Stick around. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast, we're at the Beats portion. Brian, we got plenty of beer still left. Go ahead, feel free. Uh, go back, revisit the ones, maybe, you know, whatever you feel like. 
in the meantime, while you do that, we could uh, get into beats like we normally do in this portion here. Um, we discussed early on, we touched on it, um, early 90s hip-hop head. Um, how, how did you get into How did you get into hip-hop? What was what, what drew you to it? What was like? Do you remember the first song maybe you heard that you were like, man, I could. Shit, Devo. Oh, so I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, it was like back in the day. Right? Yeah, so that was that was great. like hip hop smoothed I mean, out on an R and B tip. Yeah, you know got the gangster rap, but then it was like, eh, all right, yeah, you know. But things that stuck with me was like Wu Tang, okay, the style, solid, um, yeah, um, Nas, Tribe yeah. Called Quest, um. Yeah, Talib. Um, okay. God, I can't even think about it. Cause there's know, a lot. I know. I know so many. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it just floods my brain. But there um, was a lot. I mean, and then later on, like I would say, it's, you know, Tupac. Okay. Biggie. Okay. Love rocks and Biggie. Just yeah. it's just smooth, especially when you're riding in the car. Okay. You know. Okay. But my go-to in the car now. I mean, now I'm older. I just put on some cream radio and just roll. Ah, got gotcha. you. I roll. Okay. You know, just knowledge. It's just knowledge. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, I like to hear the flow, but it's like something about something. You can actually hear what you're talking about. Mm. And it speaks truth, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I grew up with KRS One, and, um, yeah. Public Enemy That's with a- Anthrax playing in the background. You know yeah. What I'm and I mean, I remember in my room, I had speakers up against the walls to the ceiling. And really? Playing Bring the Noise, you know? Really? Oh, damn. Yeah, that's so, classic PE, man. That's definitely. They're working on another album. They're supposed to be coming that's out. That's how I grew up. But yeah. to me, and then, you know, like, I had car days where I had my stereo systems and it was like all about DMX and it was about bass and yeah. DJ Magic Mike and I was, that's what I was gonna get to yeah. because you had DJ Magic Mike you had the CDs to test out the oh, system yeah. or tapes them. it was tapes back then well there was tapes and then I had CDs and you so. had CDs oh yeah books of them it was how the hell do we even do that yeah right now I'm like yeah. I look at it now and I'm like and now I ride around my truck with no bass in it at all. I'm yeah, like, I don't care. And no CDs no either. No, it's all, it's all Bluetooth. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> Isn't it crazy that it's times, we, bro. we went we went from having possessing something, bro. I had books. That's what I'm Bibles. saying. That's what I'm saying. You had books. You you could physically hold this piece, this this material that carried. Yeah, exactly. You would flip through it. Yeah, and no, now it's it was like a damn. <laughs> It was it was an encyclopedia. Know, bag, it was an encyclopedia. Know? Like that yeah. was on some old like a book like, you would yo, check grab out. Grab that. Grab Quad City DJs out of there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Where's I 95 South? Were you a big? You know let me saying? find out. Let me find out if you were. I right, as far as bass, Nemesis. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Munchies for your bass. You. I don't care what it was, as long as it hit some mad decibels, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'd crazy. Be in the Grove and be. Maybe yeah. that's where I had a Mustang. Took the back seat. I had two 15-inch bumpers in the back. Damn. Two 12s firing in the back. <laughs> so when the girls got in the back seat, they sat down and their hair just flew. Wow. Wow. See, this is for my listeners who maybe are of a younger age. Um, when you're young and you can't get into a club, you create the club. You find a way to make the club happen around you. Because you know you're not going to get in. You know what I'm saying? The same way that when you're... At, there was a time when if you were just under the age, the legal age of drinking, you found your spots, and that's what they had. Like we discussed earlier, that's what they had. They had their red dogs. Back, they had their. Back then we didn't really drink and we did stuff like that. Yeah, it was when we went to the party after. Correct. So, Correct. It was like we did the car thing, and then 
after that, it was on. That's it. So, but it was about the music, too. For and real. The culture and the lifestyle. Definitely. So. Definitely. And it's, And mostly it's, it came from the music, which is funny. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, the music was the foundation for yeah. it, you know. To this day, you even hear, um, we, we talked about DJ Premier. Um, DJ Premier, the, the way he knew whether the mix was right, whether the sounds were right, is he would have to play it in his car. Now, think about it. You're talking about someone who probably was around these multi-million dollar studios at some point and working on this equipment, you know, with the, you know, the top of the line equipment. And the only way he knew it was dope was he's like, all right, I got to put it on a tape or whatnot yep. and go throw it in the MPV. I think he's, 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 he has a story about the MPV. Yeah, he had. I put it on dub. And, then, and, and then play it. And then that's how he knew whether it was ready or not, whether it sounded good in the car. Well, because it's your own sound studio if you think about it. True. True, and you can ima- I can imagine the amount of money you put into making sure that this car sounds right. Like, because I think um, one of the things that's popular down here in South Florida was was just it, it's a lot of low end, and people don't focus on the highs. So you know they're they're uh, they're um, the EQ game and then the tweeters they don't really focus on the tweeters. They just want the shake. But yeah, I know we're in the, the this section of music, but I'm gonna tell you right now, my sound car I had back in the day, mm-hmm. I had a ninety six Toyota Corolla. Okay. I put okay. twenty I put ten grand in this car. But Damn. All the, how much did you buy the car how much did you buy the car for? Six thousand. Okay, yeah, that sounds about so, right. <laughs> this car was phenomenal. Okay. I could have the trunk open and it hit hundred and eighty seven decibels. Really? Because I had it ported through the rear deck. All the bass from the kicker solar barracks went through a port into the back rear deck, went Damn. right into the cabin. And I had a Alpine sound processor built into the door of the Wild. car. Wild. And this car was one, probably one of the best Siaska cars out there. And nobody saw that coming. Because you, you see a 96 Toyota Corolla pull up, you're like... Oh, no. It had, you know, 18-inch oh, like okay, wheels came out. It was okay. lowered. It was imported out. Yeah. You know, it was baby blue, whatever. Well, okay. we call it periwinkle. Peri- yeah, really? So. <laughs> okay. All right, it's, it's a joke with Monk's family. So. Okay. Shouts but, to periwinkle. Um, but, yeah, no. But, um, I mean, that car was, it, I mean, people were like, wow. Because everyone would sit on trunks. Mm. Like, oh, they don't want to hear the reverb. Yeah. I could pop my trunk. And mm. they can see the speakers in the glass all yeah. built out. Okay. And it just... The bass was the same. Yeah, you didn't even have to sit on yeah. the trunk. It was like, it was there. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, when I put on DMX, <laughs> you know what song. And it was like, and it was just insane, bro. Insane. In, in the words of DMX, let's get it on. But yeah. also, too, I had all the highs. Mm-hmm. But it was all controlled through a processor. Okay. I put a lot of money in that car. Yeah. So. Which, which, when you come up listening to Karis One, Public Enemy... Like you want to appreciate, you want to appreciate the words. You don't want that shit to get drowned nah. out. So you Back need then, those it wasn't about bass. It was about a meaning. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Dope, dope. Uh, Wu Tang Nas. Um, so you're pretty much spinning the same thing nowadays. You throw on like a cream state, a cream radio, yeah. and that. I listen to my Wu Tang Nas. I mean, just okay. old school hip hop. They're basically Mob Deep. I mean, Mob that's yeah. that's my stuff. R. You know, R.I.P. Prodigy. Yeah. yeah. Dope, dope. Yeah, I just, it's just, I can play it over and over again. Yeah, it it never loses its uh, it replay factor. It doesn't get old. It doesn't get old. Yeah, I know, I know a homeboy of mine who he was bumping uh, Thirty Six Chambers well into, well into, well into ninety eight, ninety nine. That's religion, bro. It's like a yeah. Bible. Yeah, for real, for real. And it's funny because the original cover art 
It had the, the Wu-Tang book. Go ahead, bang it out. Yep, I'm stealing this damn beer. Ah, see? He made away with the sunshine. Yep, it's mine. <laughs> you can't take it from me. There you go, there you go. Um, I'm trying to think of... But the Chambers, bro, that was, that's truth. That was truth. Yeah, yeah. It, it was nuts. It was nuts for someone to, capsula- to capture that feeling, that energy, mm-hmm. that like raw street... Um, especially at that time where it was um, early '93, mm-hmm. we were starting to get the influx of the West Coast. Uh, well, the, that's when the gangster rap. The gangster rap, yeah. So and it was killed them. Yeah, and it's funny because to me it was how how a group of so many mm. can make a powerful record. Yeah, to be, you become where cohesive you only enough. Have say NWA. Yeah, which is half of that. Mm-hmm. And the diversity of Wu Tang between different islands. Yeah, it's true. It, it, it goes to say it's a lot. It's wild, bro. It's a lot that could be said I can go about. Go out for days. It's like that's yeah. a whole other damn realm. Yeah. You know, so that's dope. Did you see the? Um, did you check out the? Uh, the uh, the series they had on. Uh, oh, Hulu? Yeah. yeah. What'd you think of it? I'm already watching it again. Oh, you watching? You going back to it? Well, because we're sitting on quarantine. Okay. I'm running out of things to watch. <laughs> I mean, I already watched Tiger King twice. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can't watch redneck crap so long. So, so much. Yeah. <laughs> that's just funny as fuck. I'm not gonna talk lie. about talk about Florida Cracker. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That sponsored by <laughs> sponsored Tiger by King. T- it's sponsored by Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Yeah, yo, that is that is something else. But um, no, I mean, I mean, I could wait for Wednesdays to come up so I can watch yeah, that shit, bro. Take it. Yeah, and the lightness of it, and just yeah, it's 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 cool to see that it did it right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Okay. So, so, um, is there anything new, like, recently within the last couple of years that you hear and you go, ah, this is not bad. It's not, I imagine you can't find anything that matches the, the feeling from the early 90s stuff, but is there anything new? Well, my kids, they, they bring some stuff out to me, you know, I mean, okay. there's, I don't know, it's kind of hard. I don't even know what the hell her names are half the time, but. That's, yeah. That's but, I mean, part. there's, there's some good stuff out there. I mean. I'm gonna say Drake stuff's not too bad. Okay, I could listen to that. Yeah. Um, shit, I don't even know half the damn these mumble rappers that they, <laughs> yeah. they have. But my kids basically bring it out, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm like, that's actually a pretty dope song. Okay. So, uh, like, if you can understand what it says, and it kind of yeah. has a good beat. I okay. mean, if it's got a good beat, I'll listen to it. That's the start. But if it's like some Kodak black crap, I'm like, nah, I'm not dealing with that shit, bro. It's, yeah. like, it's crap. It's, yeah. It's dumb. It's just not your. It's not your palate. That's not the way yeah. to. I hear that, I hear that. Man. But me, I'm more old school. I kind of like, if they bring back like an old school beat and put like some good tracks on it. Yeah. I'll listen to it. Like, yeah. you can bring that. They can still bring back old like Nas beats and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Bring them in. But. Yeah. And me, I listen to everything. I mean, honestly, I'll listen to some goddamn country music every once in a while. I'm like, oh, okay. it's not too bad. And I'm like, I will but listen- I'm not trying to get into all that. Don't yeah. Shit sometimes too, but. But I like rock music too. You okay. Know? So I think this is the point where I'm going to say, yo, put me on. Uh, if I were to go, if you, if there was one country music or one rock song that you're like, yo, go check this one out. This is decent. Which one would that be? Oh, I don't, even, I don't know. You know? <laughs> I just kind of put the music on. It's just, uh, it's whatever like, it's oh, it sounds pretty good, you know? Okay. I mean, honestly, I think, not to be corny or anything, but it was like, uh, was it Florida Georgia Line has a pretty good song. Okay. But honestly, if you actually put that with some rap music, it actually pretty fucking dope. 
You know what? I mean, I'm just saying. There's, I mean, I'm just. There's. If you put the beat with a rap beat, yeah, actually, pretty yeah. good. I'll tell you honestly that I'm gonna say I'm gonna say ten years because I'm just gonna throw a number out there. Mm-hmm. But I, I can honestly say that I feel like within the last ten years, maybe more, there's been a there's been a shift where there's country music rock songs that kind of have a feel, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm talking about aside from like the obvious or the blatant uh, mergers, like you had your um, Limp Biscuit. Um, with with uh, Method back. Man, yeah, you go way back, yeah. and then Lincoln Park later mm-hmm. on. Like I'm not talking about, yeah, I'm not talking about those that they were like, you know, they were right on the edge, or they eventually connected with a hip hop act. I'm talking about like artists and uh, music styles that you thought would never come in contact with the world of hip hop, and eventually, it's it kind of like gave way a little bit. Like you could see where they're like, okay, well, we'll take that influence a little bit. Whether it's um, uh, what was the uh, big Bottom Girls Big Bottom Girls Or well, no, Was it Big Bottom Girls There was There's been a couple Country songs Where you're like Ah oh, that's That's a heavy Hip uh, hop influence If not the song Like the video The visuals Always like oh, Those country girls Have big bottoms Okay See Just letting you know that There you go It comes I used to live In North Carolina Ah okay It comes <laughs> with the territory It's all part of it But yeah So <clears throat> my, my whole point is that To kind of bring this To a close Is um that I'm starting to notice that there's other genres of music. I've been noticing that there's that they're depends adapting. In the mood you're in. They're adapting. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. It depends on the mood you're in. It's you true. Know? It's I mean, true. mostly, I'm just in a Wu-Tang and Nas mood. That's I don't it. Give a damn. That's I roll it. to work. Simple. Or honestly, Simple most way. of the time when I ride my truck now, I put your podcast on. Ah, I go on the way to work. That thing. Or if I go to my house in Ocala, I that. kick it on the truck and I just roll. Dope, dope. See, more reasons for me to keep pumping out these episodes. And then, of course, my wife's cousin. Okay. Her husband has his own podcast. So okay, dope. Too, which is dope. Man Chatter. All right. Shouts so, to Man Chatter. Yeah, yeah, I got I to gotta connect so, with them. Yeah. I got to connect with them for sure. My boy Ben, for real. Okay. Shouts to you, Ben. Yes, sir. Um, man, we talk music. We talk music. We discuss Wu Tang. Well, we discuss the holy grail that is Wu Tang. All the early '90s rap. We we talk speaker systems. And the best Wu Tang to me is Liquid Swords, boy. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's when everybody know that. Liquid Swords. Okay. He's made that, it clear that right nutty here. Stuff. Yo, dope, dope. That's typically not a go-to for most Wu Tang fans, but it makes me feel. There you go. This is no joke, man. Mm-hmm. Yo, you know what else is no joke? The fact that we still got one more segment to get to. So, Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. We're going to get into this East segment. Y'all stay tuned. We got Brian from Flat Rate Frenchies in the house. Bruce Beats and Eats. Yes, yes, we have reached the pinnacle, the eats portion. This is where myself and my guests, we discuss food. Um, typically uh, the go-to meal, what an ideal meal day would look like, um, what they're eating now, what they like to cook up. We discussed earlier that uh, <laughs> we discussed earlier that Brian does like to get busy in the kitchen. So before we get to that point, uh, Brian, what would like an ideal meal day be like I'm talking about like wake up in the morning get a breakfast in all the way up until like dinner time like a work day 
No, you're regular. Your day, the regular day you get well, to like. But I work six days a week most of the time. So okay, it's like so let's go Sunday then. <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> um, Sunday. I'll get up like kids get up. I'll either make like um onions. I'll make peppers. Cut some ham. Make a nice little omelet. Yeah. Oh, um, hold on, hold on. Wait. Okay, what I meant was um, <clears throat> like if you had a day. Where you could just eat whatever you oh, wanted. Oh, whatever to. I wanted to? For, yes. Oh, that's what I, okay, shit. that's it. So, honestly, I probably wouldn't even eat breakfast. Okay. I would probably just, breakfast? I would probably just skip the lunch. And I okay. And just do like a brunch style. There you go. I mean, just have, like if I went somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It'd just be like a random array of foods. I mean, just okay. like a couple snacks here and there. I mean, I'm a cheese person. Okay. I can't not I can't not deny that. Yeah. I love I love cheese. Bro. Okay. So if I had like a cheese plate with meats, um, I would do that. Okay. That would be like my brunch. I would say. Yeah. With a nice beer. And, yeah, um, of course, of course. Because if I could do that normal day, I would like to sleep in. Okay. But I don't get to because I have a French bulldog and she's needing his help. <laughs> and they demand so, attention. Oh yeah. So you got to get your ass up. And she's, yeah. You got to feed her first. So. For real. But um. But um, I would do that. Um, like we went to the wharf that one time. Yes, that shit was fire. That was a dope spot. Croquetas and yeah, the codfish croquetas were on point. Just everything all the way around. Yeah. Um, lunch style. I don't know, man. I would just do. I'm a big seafood for person. Okay. And I'm a salad person, so it's like I'm not. It's weird because I like my my diet is totally different than most people. So yeah, I'm not like into like it's mostly chicken or fish or salads. Um, I would do like a nice salad. Okay. Maybe some chicken. Yeah. Doesn't matter how it's cooked. Yeah. Um, dinner. If I could do some masas de puerco, ah, uh, again, uh, I probably didn't say that right, but masa de puerco, you, you got it, puerco. you got it. Um, Greek food. Yeah. I love Greek. Okay. Um, I can get with that all day long. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I eat that for breakfast on Jandon. <laughs> but um, I love Greek food. I mean, yeah. I mean, give me a gyro, give me some lamb, give me this, give me some falafel. I mean, I can... Stuff with I a can, heavy, you know, like a lemon citrus marinade. But it's also all that's mixed with salad and vegetables. Correct. And I'm a vegetable kind of guy. I okay. Like that, you know I mean? You appreciate, the, you yeah. appreciate a good vegetable. Yeah. So, I'm not a big Italian person. It's... Any kind of Spanish food is good for me. I love rice. You know. Okay. Jamaican. I love Jamaican food. Nice, nice. <laughs> what do you get down? You get down with the jerk? The, Honestly, the brown I, stew? I love... Actually, I'm, I love jerk pork. Okay. Um, curry chicken is probably my favorite. All right. Um, curry goat is great. Yeah. But it only has to be cooked correctly because if you go to certain places, they chop it too much or too many damn bones. And mm. I don't like picking bones out of my it's food. too bony. <laughs> it's just like fish. You know, yeah. you don't want to pick bones out of your scales, food. You know you don't what I'm saying? No, not even scales. Just the bones. You don't want to That's pick, what I'm saying. On a fish. Like, you don't want to pick scales pick, out I don't want to pick things out of my mouth. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. No, it is bones, not scales. Scales are on the outside. Um, well, no, no, they can get in there too. Like, trust okay. me. Okay. Okay. So, it's how it's cooked. Yeah, yeah. And crab? Forget about it, bro. Get me on some crab. Okay. We're good. Yeah. Damn, so it's, it, it is uh, seafood heavy. I like seafood. seafood okay. But, I mean, steaks are good. But, yeah. I mean, to me, I like I like basically more ethnic food, like, all across the board. Yeah. Like, it depends on how it's cooked. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of how it's cooked, you said you mentioned Jamaican, you mentioned curry chicken. Um, you're not a big fan of coconut. 
No. So you stay away from the coconut flavored rice. Yes. You just go with a regular uh, white like rice. Like Jamaican, it's like rice and peas. Rice and peas, um, yes. Now with like Spanish style food, honestly, if there was coconut in there, I probably couldn't taste it because mm. they put so much stuff in there. Yeah. And it's always tastes good to me. As so. far as Hispanics, when it comes to cooking with coconut milk or the right, mm-hmm. you would taste it. Like you would know right away. So, so. I've never actually tasted it. Yeah, I've or had, it's mild, you know. It's no, I've I've had it where they they made rice and like I go to eat it and I'm like this tastes different than your typical rice and it's because oh we did it with coconut milk. So as far as on the Hispanic side, my experiences have been that if there's coconut in it, you're gonna taste it. Mm-hmm. Like it'll stand out. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I know, like I said, I know Jamaicans really get into coconut too. They're really big on coconut. You fuck with coconut shrimp See, at all? No, no. Okay. You know I know why? Why? Why I don't like coconut is because of the texture. Ah, okay. Now I can taste it. It's not bad. The it's flavor the itself is you can get past. Got the texture you. of coconut. Got I you. cannot do it. Damn. Oh, okay. So almond joys is out of the question. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Absolutely okay. not, bro. It's like it's like wax. I don't know what it is, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's just it don't work. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. You get busy in the kitchen. You like you like cooking. What's something you um, like to prepare? Something that you take pride in when you whip up? Uh, when I whip up, I would say we do shepherd's pie. Okay. Um, which that's again is gravy. Ah, that's yeah, good back stuff. at it. That's the good stuff. Um, I do do some nice pork, and I also use my smoker a lot. Okay. So I have a nice smoker. We do ribs. I do pork loins, um, turkey legs. So nice. if anybody's been to Disney World, you get those nice turkey legs. I know how to make them. Ah, I perfect there you go. those. Nice. But, um, other than that, I mean, and I make my own beef jerky. I mean, okay. I do that out of just. I've been doing that since I was what thirteen years old. Really? Yeah. Been dehydrating. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, industrial yeah. style. I got. I do it just for my pure protein. Okay, that's a snack for me. Shit, that's and that that could be a hustle because I've seen what they charge for beef jerky it's nowadays. Expensive. Yeah, like I could take a London broil for ten dollars and turn it into a, two Ziploc bags. Yeah, so, which anywhere else and you, with no marinade either. Really? Yeah, it's, it's all seasoning, dry. Seasoning only. Okay. No preservatives, just garlic and whatever sauce you know, okay. garlic, jalapeno. Wow. Just, it depends on when it's you know, spicy or you want it to be smoky. Okay. Depends. Okay. So. Uh, you prefer smoking over grilling? Um, or which is... I love smoking food. Smoking food? Yeah. yeah. It's It turns out so good. I okay. mean, I can make smoked fish dip out of kingfish, which people hate kingfish. Okay. But I can take it and catch it and smoke kingfish, make a dip out of it, and it tastes nice. phenomenal. Or, I mean, pork itself. My family somewhat, eh. Mm. They like it, but yeah. not as much. Okay. If it's pulled pork, they like it. But when I do like ribs and stuff like that, they're not into it. So. No. So is, do they have requests for that now that we're talking about what they... I mean, everyone in my house has basically a a palate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like one loves pasta more than okay. anything. And then the other one likes chicken more than anything. Okay. The other one likes this. So basically... Yeah. As they get older, it's like, all right, everyone just, we kind of like cook a little different. So I'll have the grill on, a smoker on, or we'll have something on a broil. So, okay. Like tomorrow, you know, watch a Sunday or make it a turkey. So nice. for Easter, because, you know. Yeah, trying to keep things yeah. as, as close normal. to normal as possible. Yeah. I mean, within the, 
within the <laughs> guidelines, yeah. yeah, yeah, within the conditioning. So but, turkey, go go at it. Turkey. They don't know if I'm gonna smoke it or not, but <laughs> uh, that'll be a surprise. That'll be a surprise. Nah, I don't think it's gonna happen. So, yeah. but um, but yeah, I mean, I love to cook. I mean, I like to make concoctions and just do my own thing. Um, yeah. I got Instapot. The Instapot is amazing. You okay. can do all kinds of crazy things in that. I got yeah. your sticker on the side of it. Dope. And, yes, um, representing. I'll tell you right now that if you don't have it in a spot, get one because you can do all kinds of craziness in there. Yeah, yeah. You, would you say that that could make someone who's kind of like cooking challenged into? Yeah, you could be a gourmet chef. Really, I'm telling you, man. Wow. Within seven minutes. Damn. I mean, come on, man. What more it's do you true. need? It's true. It's true. What more do you need? I mean, it's true. To, to you invest the in recipes, something. you kind of tweak it yourself to where your flavors like, yeah. and you just like roll with it, man. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's not so. I got so many cooking devices. It's not even funny. Nice. So, the nice. air fryer. That's another thing. You can make Hooters wings in your air fryer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah. So, now wait a and minute. Then you, and then you put them in the smoker. Ah. And get our yeah. To get that last. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. So. For sure. Now let me ask you a question. Have you taken anything? Any of these uh, cooking components apart? No, no, no you have it. You leave them. Leave no, them they're good. No, You're taking I, don't, them. I don't think anything apart anymore. No, no, you no. just use it as it was no. intended to be used. No. For that. sure, for sure. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest to skirt away from sensitive topics, um, so I won't discuss certain things in Winwood. But um, uh, are you are you a dessert fan? Do you have a sweet tooth? You no. know me. I, I that's what I'm you saying. You know me. <laughs> I don't have yeah, a Yeah, but the sweet people tooth. don't know. I don't you. have a sweet tooth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dope. So you'd rather go with like either a, a chip or a, a sauce or something with a little more kick. Okay. Dope. Dope. I mean, we go to Fireman Derrick's and what do I do? You don't walk out. You don't walk out with any desserts. Nope. <laughs> I walk out with a pot pie and one for the stash. Yep, like yeah, one for the stash. But <laughs> yeah. you bring a tear to my eye right now. Yeah, I know. It's a, right there's now. a lot of emotions that run in this situation. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm sad. You just gotta think about. What a momentous occasion it would be the day that it's like yo, we pull up and we're there again. And no, like, I'm just gonna spend a hundred dollars on Popeyes. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'd be like, I want them all. I want them all now. Give me the buffalo. Give me three of the buffalo. Yeah. Give me all this. Somewhere. I see them back there. Just give them to me. Just put them all in the bag. Hold that on me. Give them to me. That's it. That's nah. it. Nah, I'm not a big sweets guy. So okay. I just. I'm not sweet like that. No, hey, listen, man. Not everybody has that. Uh, that's not. That's not every for everybody's palate. And we're gonna talk well, about. You guys palate. got me stuck on that joint. So yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's a good spot to get stuck on for sure, man. Brian, man. Um, we we did everything, bro. We did it. We made it through. We got to know Brian. Um, we got we got his opinion on the beers. We talked music and we just discussed food. Um, a lot of seafood in his on his plate. An ideal situation. Uh, likes to smoke, grill, gets busy in the kitchen. Um, man, that's pretty much it, yo. I appreciate um, you playing along in this game, bro. Thanks for having me, bro. As always, this is Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet again. I'd like to thank my guests for taking the time sitting down and talking it up with me. You. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Um, let them know where to find them. We're all streaming, um, all streaming platforms. Wherever you find your podcast, I'm most likely there. Um, you could also keep up with me at Bruise Beats, the letter N eats the podcast on IG. Flat underscore rate underscore Frenchies. If you want to get in touch with Brian, um, big things to come, big things in the work. So um, 
Man, that, that's pretty Westwood. much it. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah. And shouts to Westwood, yo. Big homie, Big Trez. Um, two-time. One of the few two-time guests on this show. Big Trez. Um, definitely. Yes, sir. And um, yeah, man, that's it, yo. It's a wrap, yo. Peace.